0: Welcome to Wellness Now, a health and wellness information program brought to you by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. Each week we go in-depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. Hello and welcome to Wellness Now, presented by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. I'm your host, Dr. Michael White. Your smile is often the first thing people notice about you, but dental and oral health is also an essential part of your overall health and well-being. So today we have ValleyWise Health Dentist, Dr. Chris Mule answering your top questions about your teeth. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Dr. White. Chris, why are so many people scared of the dentist?
1: You know, there's a lot of reasons and it varies from person to person. It can be as simple as just the fear of the unknown. You're lying back and you're trusting someone who you met two minutes ago in a very intimate space. So, that can be part of it. There's also a lot of people who've had bad experiences over the years who didn't understand what they, what they were having done, who had pain, who didn't trust the, the people that were supposed to take caring them. So those past experiences really inform how they're going to go in our chair today. And so we try to take a, an opportunity to talk about those things and make sure people feel comfortable
0: you know, as we were just saying, you know, one of the most important things that people can do to be overall healthy is taking care of, of their teeth and things. So why is it so important that we focus on oral health, um, our teeth, our gums, and et cetera, um, around it?
1: Oh, it's huge. Uh, of, but of course I'm going to say that. Uh, it's. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things that go beyond just having a healthy smile, although that's definitely part of it, like being able to smile and communicate and Talk to your friends and family and feel comfortable with it. That's part of just a, an overall sense of well-being. But a healthy mouth, you just don't have a healthy body without a healthy mouth. Uh, and there, we're finding more and more that there are links between some of the problems in your mouth through to some of the problems in the rest of your body. There are links to heart disease and to diabetes and even pregnancy outcomes like low birth weight. Uh, it's There's so much interconnection between the mouth and the rest of the body. It's You don't really have one without the other in terms of a healthy body without a healthy mouth.
0: One of the common questions that I imagine you get asked a lot is, what type of toothbrush and toothpaste should I use? You know, you go into that aisle within any of the grocery stores and it's daunting the amount of choices and things that you have in this space.
1: It's an enormous amount of choices and can definitely be overwhelming, but it's it is, A simple question, and yet you'll find different answers everywhere you look. You know, our recommendations are always to keep things simple. You know, a lot of us were taught when we were younger, you need to scrub your teeth to get them clean. Scrub till it hurts, and then that's how you know. But that's not the case. We want using a soft bristled toothbrush. We want you using just a good fluoride toothpaste. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. I'm not married to any brand name, as I say. It's something with a good fluoride base is going to help prevent cavities. It's going to help keep your mouth clean uh, and your breath fresh, quite honestly. It's obviously a lot of people are, are gonna be concerned about that. But it's really just taking the time with that soft-bristled to- toothbrush, spending a couple minutes twice a day, first thing in the morning, last thing before bed. If you're bookending your day like that, you're gonna go a long way towards having a healthier mouth
0: you just mentioned an important thing is the time that somebody should spend focusing on that brushing and you said a couple of minutes is that the recommendation two minutes our
1: recommendation is generally to spend that time two minutes you don't want to scrub you want to do little gentle circles you're brushing every side of every tooth but you're also kind of massaging the gums i personally just as a a personal anecdote i was a scrub for 20 seconds and get out and go and i did not spend the time to do it one thing that that made a difference for me was getting an electric toothbrush simple as it sounds and electric toothbrushes are great you don't need them to do a good job but i think the the thing that made the biggest difference for me was there's a two minute timer on it and so i brushed until it turns off and i noticed a huge difference in how clean my mouth felt so having an electric toothbrush with a timer or just getting a little egg timer from the kitchen to say spend two minutes. Uh, and just kind of really get things
0: clean. It's, it makes a huge difference. We know that we see fluoride in things like water and things as well. Why is it important for us to have, you know, that extra fluoride in the toothpaste since we may be getting some of this mineral already from our diet and the water that we're drinking? You are, and that is a loaded question. <laughs> Having
1: fluoride in your toothpaste has a greater effect of actually getting it onto the, onto the teeth because you don't need to consume a lot of fluoride. I don't want you swallowing swallow a tube of toothpaste, but I want you to spend some time getting that fluoride onto the enamel of the teeth, where the, the teeth can actually soak up some of that and the enamel can actually harden. And cavities, if they start really, really small, can start to remineralize. They can h- stop growing and harden if they're kept clean and exposed to fluoride. So having that additional dose of fluoride in the toothpaste a couple times a day um, can really make a huge difference.
0: If you're just tuning in, we're talking with Valleywise Health dentist, Dr. Chris Brendemule, about dental health. Valleywise Health offers dental services at several locations across Maricopa County. If you need medical care or have questions for one of our clinicians, visit valleywisehealth.org to get started. You know, we focused a lot on this toothbrush and toothpaste, how do we know that it's time to replace our toothbrush?
1: The recommendation is usually about three months to replace your toothbrush or when the bristles wear out. So when you get a new toothbrush, you're looking at it, it's all the bristles are straight. They're not discolored, they're not frayed at the ends. The, everything's kind of in line. And as you start to use it, especially if you're a scrubber, you'll find that those bristles tend to flare out and you know, they almost get split ends like hair would. <laughs> and, You'll, when you start to see that's, those signs of wear, that's the time to start looking at a new toothbrush. And
0: for most people, it's about every three months. I have to replace my toothbrush more often. <laughs> so we talked about brushing and brushing with the teeth, but you know, really the other important piece to this that we often talk about is floss and getting um, you know the floss between the teeth. Do you really need to floss? And can you, as a dental provider, really tell if someone hasn't been flossing well at all?
1: i will say most of the time yeah we can tell a toothbrush will only get you so far and it is it's the most important thing we do if i'm only doing one i'm probably going to brush and and i may get hate mail for that but it's that to me makes a huge difference but those bristles will not reach all the way between the teeth even the, the 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 fancy sonic toothbrushes which will tell you that the motion the vibration will bubble things through and will clean almost as good as floss the key part of that is almost as good so using those two hand in hand getting floss or even a water pick or a floss or one of those little picks with the with the floss in between the little uh, nubs that make it a little bit easier whatever you do to clean in between your teeth is going to be good I'm again I'm not prescriptive you don't have to use one way find
0: what works for you how often should people be flossing is it twice a day like we were talking about with the brushing
1: we generally say once a day um, is going to be sufficient. You know, I'm. I, I don't know that you can really floss too much, but it's just not going to be necessary more than
0: that. What are some other good tips that you have for dental health at home? I.e., should there be other things we're doing? mouthwashes, rinses, are there types of food that we should avoid?
1: I do like mouthwash. It's not as important as the other two. It's a nice adjunct. And for some people, the type of mouthwash you use will make a difference. So for someone who's really high risk of getting cavities or for kids who are probably not as good at brushing their teeth as as we as adults generally are, a fluoride mouthwash like uh, that you find in any grocery store or drugstore, that's going to be good to help lower your risk for cavities. For someone who's really at risk for gingivitis, gum disease, then sometimes those, the, those mouthwashes that are suited towards that may help a little bit. I generally like the ones that are alcohol-free. Some of the, some of the brand names that we grew up with that burn so good uh, can actually dry us out, uh, and that leads to whole other problems. Um, so I like mouthwash. It's not as important as the other two, but if you like it, go for it. As far as diet, there are quite a few things that will impact your dental health, your oral health even. The more sugary, acidic drinks or sugary and acidic snacks that you have, the higher your risk. That is one of the biggest things we see. Drinking sodas, drinking juices, so much sugar, so much acid, and it really weakens the enamel and allows the bacteria in our mouth to really kind of go nuts. Eating fresh fruits and vegetables, nuts, cheeses even, uh, really have... Almost an anti cavity effect in some ways. And that's all great stuff. So if you're making those swaps, you know, some of the, the, the crunchy, chewy, starchy, sugary things for fresh vegetables, nuts, cheeses, things like that,
0: huge, huge difference in terms of your cavity risk. What are those things you said people that are at high risk for cavities? Certainly, our diet choices make us at high risk for cavities. What are some other things as you were just talking that make people at a higher risk of developing cavities?
1: One of the things, and just to, to go back to diet, is, is the frequency with which we expose ourselves to, to sugar and things. I'm not someone who says you can't have delicious foods. I think it's okay, it's fine to have the things that you like, but instead of sipping on a soda all afternoon, have a soda with a meal. and then have a drink of water afterwards. So your, your timing of those types of treats uh, necessarily makes a big difference. But there are a lot of things in our health that can affect your risk for cavities. People with uh, diabetes, if their blood sugar is uncontrolled, they, it puts you at higher risk for uh, inflammation or, or gum disease, things like that. A lot of medications and a lot of, uh, a lot of conditions that, that we have can give us really dry mouth. And the drier our mouths are, it really weakens our, our, our own ability to protect against cavities. Saliva has such a protective role of buffering against acid, of, uh, uh, of fighting some of the bacterial problems. If you're dry, whether it's medication-induced or condition-induced, or we're living in Arizona, it's 120 degrees and, and dry. These are things that will dry us out so much more. So staying really well hydrated, drinking water all day long, great, go for it. Anything that's non-sugar and not so acidic uh, is going to make a huge difference.
0: Valleywise Health dentist Dr. Chris Brendamule is answering your top questions about your teeth and mouth. You can make a virtual or in-person appointment with a district medical group provider at Valleywise Health by calling 833-855-9973 Monday through Friday from 730 a.m. to 5 p.m. or by visiting valleywisehealth.org and clicking the book appointment button. I remember one of the things I probably should have asked earlier, we've talked about cavities, but I haven't asked you, what is a cavity when we're starting to talk about those things? In the
1: simplest terms, a cavity is a hole in the tooth. And it starts with bacteria that's just naturally existing in all of our mouths. We all have it, it's it's there. But left unchecked, that bacteria can kind of, it'll consume the same things that we do. So the, sh- the sugars, the starches, the acids, it consumes those sugar and starches and actually creates an acid that attacks the enamel of our teeth. And if it weakens that enamel, you lose the minerals and it, it gets softer. And that bacteria can actually take hold and basically eat its way into the enamel and cause a cavity or a little hole in the tooth that collects more, creates more acid, eats away more of the tooth, and it just it, it unless you get it taken care of, and there's a few different ways that that can be done, it'll continue to eat away at the tooth and potentially cause big problems.
0: You know one of the ways that we often hear about you know the treatment of cavities is some sort of filling you know and i assume that's one of the ways that we would help treat you know cavities so how do these fillings work to really reduce those holes and and and, and solve this problem for us
1: so fillings are it's it's kind of it's kind of a crude solution it's a surgical solution it's getting a tooth numb so that it can't feel anything it's cutting out the bad stuff and it's refilling that part of the tooth and recreating sort of the natural shape and contour of that tooth. It is not a like, it's not a treatment like we think of in medicine. Oh, take this medicine, it'll cure this disease. It is a surgical solution for patching a tooth. The less times that you have to do that, the better. So the key for us is prevention. It's catching these things when they're really small because some of those little cavities can be stopped in their infancy, if you think of it that way, The the cavity, If it's kept clean and then it hit with fluoride, as we talked about, and you're limiting the amount of sugar and acid that that you're feeding it, those cavities can actually remineralize, stop right in their tracks and never develop into something that we need to go after surgically. Everyone, no one really loves getting their teeth worked on, but I personally love what I do. I love doing what I do, but the less times I have to do it for you, the better.
0: What are some other signs that your teeth and mouth bec- may be causing problems, such as pain or redness and bleeding of the gums, or even something as you know innocuous you know, as bad breath?
1: That's it. Those are, those are the big ones. The American Dental Association, might have even been the local Arizona Dental Association, a few years ago had a program. They were trying to get the word out and they said, watch your mouth, and it meant go look inside your mouth. Look for things. If something doesn't feel right or if something looks different, it could be a sign of a problem. So yeah, if your gums are bright red, if you where they're not normally, if they're bleeding when you brush, if you just wake up with the taste of blood in your mouth, those are signs it could be a problem. If you have a toothache, if something is hurting, aching spontaneously, that's usually a sign that something's going on. If you have a bad taste, that might be as simple as just needing a cleaning, or it could be a tooth that's become infected there's a lot of little things that you can look for. So we tell people to take a look inside your mouth and look and see if there's chain, if there's a color that doesn't match up with what everything else is there. Maybe it's an old filling. Maybe it's a cavity. That's why we say have a dentist that you can go see and check these things out. But don't be afraid to ask those questions. If something doesn't seem right, we should probably check a look, take a look for you.
0: You know, one of the things that we often hear about, especially as people eat cold foods or some of those types of things, is people complain that their teeth are sensitive. What does that mean, and then what are some of the things that we can do about it?
1: Oh, sensitivity is, is brutal, especially, I said it, we're in Arizona, it's 120 degrees. I want a nice ice-cold glass of water most times, and if I'm not able to do that, I'd be pretty upset too. Uh, sensitivity is, is something that plagues a lot of people, And again, that's one of those things that can be annoying, but not really a problem, or it can be a sign that something's starting to go wrong. It can be the sign that there's a cavity starting or that there's a tooth or a filling that's breaking. Um, Some people just have sensitive teeth, whether their gums have receded slightly and there's a little bit of the root exposed, if there's some issue there. So there are over-the-counter remedies, things that you can try, like certain uh, toothpaste that are meant for sensitive teeth, There's warnings on those that say don't use it longer than 14 days. The idea is that if you use that toothpaste and all your problems go away and you're otherwise in regular care, you're going to see your dentist, it's probably just a a minor sensitivity issue, no big deal. But if you're using that sensitive toothpaste and it's not getting any better and you haven't seen a dentist, you know, it's been six months, last year was kind of rough, actually maybe it's been closer to two years, it's probably time to have a checkup.
0: You know, one of the things that we often will get at the dentist when we go there are um, x-rays. So how do dental x-rays work and are they safe and what are you looking for?
1: Absolutely safe, absolutely important to what we do. Dental x-rays show us things in between the teeth, in underneath the gums that we wouldn't otherwise be able to see. There are some ways that, some things that I cannot diagnose without an x-ray. And especially if you're a new patient, I need to fully understand what's going on inside your mouth. And we practice a principle called ALARA, A-L-A-R-A, as low as reasonably achievable. It's every medical and dental person is nodding their heads and smiling uh, because it's just the silly thing you're taught early, but it's something we do practice. We don't take x-rays unless we need to, unless there's a reason to. Now, for some people, you may need x-rays less often. It's a conversation I encourage everyone to have with their dentist. What is my, what is my need for for x-rays, And if you're a new patient to that office, we're going to need x-rays. But if you had them done six months ago or a couple months ago and you're just switching dentists, let's get those requested and get them transferred over to us so we can see and not take a new set of x-rays. But if you're someone who's never had a cavity, never had a filling, we're probably not going to take them as often, to take those x-rays as often as we would for someone who has actively changing teeth who has new cavities, new problems, or broken teeth that, that weren't there, or if there's someone with a, a really long dental history, lots of fillings, we want to catch things as early as we can. And sometimes the only way to see that is with an x-ray.
0: If you're just tuning in, we're talking with ValleyWise Health dentist, Dr. Chris Brendamiel, about dental health. You know, I'm going to switch a little bit of gear into children because, you know, often, you know, we're born without teeth. As we get older, our teeth start to come in, we lose them, and then we get another set of teeth. So why is it important to take care of the baby's teeth um, as they fall out? And how can you help your children start to establish this healthy oral care regimen that we're, we've been talking about?
1: Yeah, baby teeth, definitely important. Uh, again, of course, I'm going to tell you that. But they kind of set the stage for the adult teeth. In some ways, they, those teeth function to hold those spaces so that the adult teeth can grow in underneath of them. So if you lose teeth before you're supposed to, if you, know, if you remove baby teeth way ahead of time, it can cause problems with the alignment of your permanent teeth. There's also a matter, a matter of, we want to keep those teeth healthy because they can get cavities and they can get infected the same way that an adult tooth can and early childhood cavities can really, really set a stage for, for children to, to struggle with their dental health. So it really does take the parents being involved early and not just assuming that the child is brushing their teeth but kind of taking ownership and saying, let me brush for you up to a certain age until that child can really demonstrate that they're able to brush adequately. We have some great pediatric dentists on staff here at Valleywise. They spend a lot of time talking with parents about, you know, here's what you need to be doing as a parent you need to be taking ownership and if you know if if your comment to us is well they won't let me it's like you've got to it's just the only way that 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 most kids because they don't understand and they're not you know, a four-year-old's not going to care they don't understand why we're doing all this so we encourage you to make it fun make it part of the routine you know get the spongebob toothpaste that your character toothpaste that makes it a uh, something fun that they get to do and goof off at bath time or before bed but Making sure that you're modeling good behaviors and helping them with actually getting it done the right way is,
0: is huge. When should we start having our children see a dentist on a regular basis?
1: So the American Academy of Pediatric Dentists recommends that a child's first visit is, at their fir- is by their first birthday. Once you have teeth, you can go see a dentist. One seems so young to me, or it did, until I actually dug into why we were recommending that. When I first came out of dental school, I was like, really, one one years old? What am I gonna do as a dentist with that? But when you talk to pediatric dentists, when you talk to people who know children and their teeth, the earlier you get them in, the earlier you start reinforcing that this is a fun place to go, this is not punishment. We're not here to hurt you, we're here to help you. That sets the stage for them being good patients through the rest of their life cycle. But it also helps screen for early problems. If there are issues with the alignment of a child's teeth, sometimes that can indicate they're gonna have problems as they grow. That might mean that they're gonna need braces. In Most cases, you're not gonna get braces that early, but there are some reasons that we might refer to an orthodontist to open the airway a little bit better or to expand the, the palate while they're still young. And sometimes those early interventions can make a huge difference. So seeing a dentist who is comfortable treating children or a pediatric dentist in some ways ideally makes all the difference in the world in this in the in these
0: child's life. You know one of the things that we often you know have a challenge with with our kids is you know as we're teaching them and as we're doing some of this work with them is Swallowing the toothpaste. Yeah, you know a lot of the questions. I'm sure you get is is it okay to swallow toothpaste And, and You know, we talked earlier. We don't want to swallow a toe to toothpaste right. But you know, is it okay? And you know, how, how should we monitor that? So starting?
1: It, it is absolutely okay for them to swallow a tiny tiny bit of toothpaste if, if you're brushing with a tiny bit and they happen to swallow some it's gonna happen but that's why we recommend using such a small amount early on. It's smaller than the size of a pea on the tip of that toothbrush. And yeah, encouraging them to spit as much as possible and don't swallow, don't swallow. Just start reinforcing that. But it's not the end of the world if they, do, if they swallow a tiny bit. But yeah, you want to monitor it. You want to try to reinforce that. And as they grow, letting them take a little bit more ownership, then you can start having them use a little bit
0: more toothpaste, but tiny, tiny amounts to start. You know, Dr. Brittany as we're ending our time here together today, what are three things that people can do to take action for their overall oral health?
1: I think that one, one's just going to be super obvious. Brush your teeth. I, tw- two, two minutes twice a day. It, it, it's so simple, and we harp on it, and we, we preach and preach. It's huge. That really is. Uh, the other thing that I'll recommend is, is having a dental home. Finding a dentist that works for you, that you feel comfortable at. If you find a a place with a a dentist or hygienist that you really like, that you trust, uh, you don't, you know, it it makes a huge difference because they're going to help keep you accountable for the things that they're recommending, but they're also going to check up with you and they're going to encourage you and they will make sure that if, if there is something starting that they can catch it small and get it treated. Uh, having a dental home, establishing it early, and then following the recommendations, having these open conversations, is is paramount to, to our success. And you said a third one, so the diet thing, and I've and I I've already said it. It's but it's limiting the the amount and frequency of sugar that we're consuming, that we're putting on our teeth, especially with kids, um, and, and just the, you know making those dietary changes and drinking water. If you're going to have something good, if you're going to have a treat, drink a little bit of water afterwards, swish around, clear it
0: out. Dr. Brendan Mill, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Anytime. If you have missed any part of the show or want to hear something again, you can access all of our blogs and podcasts at valleywisehealth.org slash be well. See you again soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to Wellness Now, brought to you by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you heard today, visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash be well. There you'll find blogs, podcasts, and information about the health care providers you heard on the show. You can even book an appointment at a Valleywise Community Health Center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash be well. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.